Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Terrors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Teresa. And this is Terra Astralis. Charm. Let's try this again. Yay! <laughs> this is our third time recording for episode one. We already uploaded it and it was bad. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Needless to say, we both hated it and I didn't even want to listen to it when we, it was uploaded. Yeah, I did listen to it. Um, Disappointed? Unfortunately for myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was bad. So, here we are. Third time lucky. Yeah. We hope. We're, I'm not leaving until we get this. It's going to be a long night if this time isn't the one. I'm actually um, going to cry. Usually, the setup for this podcast is going to be that one of us has the research, we know what episode, what we're doing for our episode, and um, the other person's going to be blind reacting. However, Teresa already has already heard this episode because we've already Twice. recorded it. Twice. Yes. So um, she does know um, what's going on. This I'll try week. to make it till I make it for amusement purposes, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, she does. She does know uh, what's in the episode because we we filmed the uh, first twenty minutes of this, uh, and then we lost it. But we didn't actually lose it because we found it later. Yeah. Um, and then we filmed the entire thing and uploaded it, and then decided it was trash. So. Here oh, by the way, if you hear like random, like random noises in the background, I'm stress eating fairy bread, so ignore it. And sorry that you're gonna have a little bit of ASMR in this. Yeah, just um, heads up. You know, we're we're trying. catering to all demographics today. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would be drinking, but I have to drive after this, so mm-hmm. no drinking for me. Yep. Chalky milk instead. <laughs> Do you want to stay over tonight? I can't, I've got work in the morning at 10am. Oh, I have to be in Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, you do. You're right. Yes. Yeah. That is really unfortunate. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited! Yeah, chocolate milk. Nice chocolate milk. We'll pull through. Yes. Um, I will not drink because you can't drink. Thank you. Thank you. Don't, like, wave it in front of my face. Thank yeah. you, that's very considerate. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave being an alcoholic until... Um, much appreciated. Alrighty. So, let's do our intro again. So, I've already gone over what we do in this podcast. Um, if you haven't gotten the memo, it's true crime and murder, but we mention a little bit of humour because we're why the Aussies. Fuck not? And we're Aussies. <laughs> so, um, I'm done being proper and shit. We're, like, yeah, we're tired. 
I'm frustrated. Sorry, it's not as upbeat as it should be. <laughs> this is our first episode. I so angry done. earlier. I actually had to leave the room with Rachel. Yeah. And, like, and I, I sat out in the living room with the cat. Yeah, we had a little bit of a moment. It's okay, we're back. We're back. Um, we're going to do this better. Because we're both perfectionists and we could not leave it the way it was. Because personally, if we listened to that for the first time, we would not continue listening. No, I, so. would, I wouldn't continue making. <laughs> no. Seriously? It's, it's rough. I would have had to recruit my cats because she would have been <laughs> gone. Honestly, but they would probably say more than I do. It's they talk a lot. Howie, howie. Is that Nabo? Oh, never mind. You got it. It's okay. He still thinks. Dinkly. He's still dealing with all the sprinkles though. Oh, but right. yeah. I was eating fairy bread. Pre- now he has sprinkles in his butt. Yeah, he also tried sprinkles. He tried licking one of the fairy breads. Yeah. I, he was traumatized, honestly. He was I, honestly, yeah. I saw his face. He was not happy. No. You know, I. Sprinkles are not. I might have to get in therapy after qualified. today. I. Yeah, he's <laughs> not approved. No. I, <laughs> well, that's okay. Sprinkles back to cats. They're fine, right? It's like that Jeffrey approved, yeah. like Jeffrey Star approved, but <gasps> proudly, proudly approved. approved. Oh, yes. But it got the stamp of the Jack, he's an ambassador on Instagram. He is. I remember he you is. telling me that. He is. Yep. He's still there. Um, also, for those of you who don't know Rachel, she has five cats. Yeah. So <laughs> the one <laughs> you'll hear okay. most of is probably Prowly. He's my therapy cat. He's actually got a letter for that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not just one of those girls on Instagram who's like, I have a therapy cat. Uh, got a free account. The window. That's okay. He's actually going to We're now him. getting really aggressive. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get started with this before I actually right. like, yeet yeah. something um, the window. We wanted to do a quick shout out to Codsey, yes. our psychology teacher from high school. We've um, recorded this shout out three times now. Literally. Um, Codsey, we love you. We really appreciate you being here. You started this all for us. So we and love you. And just so you know, I've dubbed you as our murder mum. Yep. So, so whenever yeah. we say murder mum, we refer to you. Um... Because yeah. you are the one who started this all. So, yep. yeah, shout out to you. Do you mind fixing my septum while I'm talking? Yeah, it wasn't straight. It didn't really fit anyway. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, shout out to you for starting this all. Yes, thanks. We really love you. And we, we do. You. <laughs> we oh wish you we were in your forensic psychology class because we're real pissed that we are not there for that. Yeah, they're bringing in a new course for psychology in year 11 in our school. Um, and yeah. I'm real mad that we graduated a couple years ago. I want to go back. <laughs> it's our second year outside of high school. That's weird. Insane. Other people listen to this and be like, "That's only the second year." Shut up. But yeah. for us, it's like shit. Yeah. We had a because I never thought I'd have a life outside of high school. Like I literally thought after high school that's where I would end. Yeah. That's how I felt like for years. I, yeah. I mean, it's been a real <laughs> nice to navigate. Left, um, well, for you, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's been a rough time. It's been rough. I've been through so much shit. It's okay, yeah. we're here now. Do you want to put that in my lap or with the laptop? Yeah, I can do. Or I'll just put it here. Yeah, that's fine. You sure? Because you need to be face towards the microphone. That's okay. I'm yeah, I, by the way, I figured out why the audio was so shit, and that's because we weren't close enough and went face towards the microphone. Yep, so, so we're now sitting face directly at each other. We are very close right now. It is. But you know what? We're close to the mic too, so yeah, hope we this are works. up in its personal space. We are. We might right as well be like sitting in each other's laps at this point. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I'm glad that Australia is mostly done with COVID because this would be a real bad idea. Oh my god. <laughs> Otherwise, throw myself out a window. Oh my god. The amount of COVID that would be on this mic right now. <laughs> Jeez. Alrighty. I'm gonna 
Who's your place in a way? Oh, okay. Just do yeah, it yeah. Anyway. Okay, so the Bartholomew family murders from 1971. That's what we're covering today. Again. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's I. Um, yeah, you know, I've read my notes quite a few times yes. now. Um, By the anyway. way, there are five pages of notes, so it's quite a bit. Yeah, we've um we've been through it a couple of times now. <laughs> That's okay. Alright, um, let's, yeah. let's hop into it. Yes, we're going to try and refine it from our last recording as well, because we did sound a bit repetitive. Let's... Yes. Alrighty. Um, so, lead up to the event. I could not find a lot on his previous life, like his early life, his childhood, um, before he was married, essentially. Could not find a lot on that. There wasn't much. Um, you know, when you search his name, all that comes up is what the I'm murders. about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. the murders. Um, the only thing previous to that is basically his life with his wife and children a few months prior to this. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today because I couldn't find anything else on it. But I still have five pages of notes. So we're okay. We're trying. <laughs> we're still going to make it. Um, alrighty. So lead up to the event. Clifford Cecile Bartholomew was married to Heather Alice Bartholomew, who already had a child from a previous marriage. And they had seven children together. They were busy. <laughs> Certainly. Yes. Um, seven children together, um, oldest being like 19 and youngest being four. They did also have um, one child who unfortunately died as an infant. And that obviously would have caused some tension. Props to her for being able to push out seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. My boyfriend's no mum had seven kids. She did, yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't understand. I could never. I'm pretty sure everything inside me would just fall out at that point. Yeah. I don't even know how you have inside at all after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. Bad bitch alive, so. Oh, hell yeah. That's insane. Props to her. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, so one of their children did unfortunately die as an infant. There's not much more on that, but it is really unfortunate, and that I'm sure did cause a lot of problems for the couple because they did they did have some issues in their marriage. They were a happy family though. Um, there was some tensions. Obviously, having their um, child pass away is a massive thing to deal with as a couple and just individually and as a family as well. Um, and they did have a couple of financial difficulties as I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, so the couple occupied a cottage on Bartholomew's employer's property for whom he'd worked 11 years. So he had a steady job, you know, he, he worked for the same employer for 11 years. They were, they were doing alright. Um, so they did have a little bit of financial difficulties, but the marriage was happy. They were happy until a few months prior to the murders. So, you know, they were a family. They had some bumps in the road, but at the end of the day, they were a they normal were a family. Fam they were a normal family. Yeah. They had some problems in their marriages, as every marriage does. But um, at the end of the day, they were pretty normal. Yeah. So where did it all go downhill? Well... The relationship deteriorated due to a young man coming to live at their house, an ex-serviceman, so a soldier, um, who was recovering from his wounds. Um, when he talked to his wife about the matter, um, she told him that he was imagining things, basically. So Bartholomew, he was a bit jealous, <laughs> a bit concerned, and um, 
she told him that he was imagining it, <laughs> which a coarse intention, let's just say. Let's just say great communication skills. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> she basically invalidated all of his feelings. So he was uh, not happy. He was a bit butt hurt. So that's uh, <laughs> just a bit, <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> Maybe overreacted a slight tad, but um. <laughs> yeah, you don't oh. say. <laughs> Yeah, um, so she basically rejected him as a husband and a father. Wasn't feeling too great about it. Um, she would wash clothes of the family, including the young men, like the soldiers' clothes, but she left her husband's clothes out for him to do. Now, that's not, like, the issue <laughs> that he that she, like, left him to wash his own clothes. He was providing for the whole family and, like, working um, all day, she usually did wash his home. She was the stay-at-home mum and she usually did the cooking and cleaning. It was 1971, but, like, that that was, that was what was working for them for those 11 years that he'd worked for that employer. Like, that was their dynamic. She stayed home, looked after the kids, washed the clothes, um, did all the housework, and he got the money for the family, basically. Yeah. And he'd come home, play with the kids, you know, like, uh, like they were just the family. That dynamic worked for them. She stopped washing his clothes and started washing the uh, soldiers' clothes instead. So he got a bit jealous, um, and he started to suspect that an affair was going on. Um, as you do. As you do. Yeah. I do sort of understand where he was coming from in thinking that. Obviously not victim-blaming. Oh, no. In the slightest. Um... But, you know, I think that I can understand what he if was thinking. If I was in that situation, I would have a suspicion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as you... I, I think, think as anyone you would. would. Yeah. But it's still not a good excuse Oh, it definitely... No, it no. does not excuse what Anything. he did later on. No, no. nothing could. Um, even if she was having an affair, it would not excuse no. what he did later no. on. No. Um, you don't kill people, period. No. Yeah. <laughs> Especially what he did. Um, yes. He then left the family home and moved to a house of his mother's in Meadows. Now, it's a funny little side note. My family lives in Meadows and I didn't realise until I was, like, filling out the little, like, extra sort of um, bits of information here and there after I'd finished researching on this filling case. Filling spaces. Yeah. yeah. That I realised that this was based very close to where my family lived. Yeah. And, like, my family still lives there now. So that's, like, kind of weird. Anyway, um, so he'd arranged to visit the family on Father's Day, but his wife changed this arrangement two days prior. September 5th, Bartholomew bought drinks for his wife and sweets for his children. When his wife, when his wife eventually arrived, she was very callous and cold towards him, and he started begging her to get back together. She, he, he wanted them to work things out. He wanted to fix things talk to her well, of course. and get back what together. What do you try to do when yeah. you love someone? They've been married for a long time. They had yeah. seven children seven. together. That, that, that does happen. And like, they'd, they'd also experienced the loss of a child together. Yeah. So he, he didn't want to move on. He wanted her and she did not. She didn't want to get back together. She wanted to move on and just start her life with the kids. Um, and she was fine with him visiting and having time with them as well, but she didn't want to do it as a entire family. She wanted to stay separated. 
he did not like this answer. So she rejected his begging to get back together. So he left the farm already in a really bad mental health state. And that really sparked some problems. Yeah. So that night, he spent hours thinking of a plan to kill his wife, believing she was taking the family away from him. In his opinion, she was unable to care for them, and the only way he could protect his children was by killing her. That was his thinking. You know, as you now, put two and two together. I um, think that he missed a couple pieces of the puzzle there. Yeah, just a I few. I think he jumped a few spaces, came to a little bit of a conclusion that I personally wouldn't have. He went from... Like, <laughs> zero to hundred so oh, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he was... Um, he, he, he came to an interesting conclusion. Um, you know, I personally don't think that that's where I would have ended up from there. No. Um, You'd maybe, you know, like, you know, hire a lawyer, try and win your kids you know, back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, you go through goes, divorce. Um, he goes, <laughs> you know what? The best option in this case is murder. Yeah. What else, what else did he do? What else did he do? In that situation, the bitch got to be dead now. I know. What other like, option did he have, you know? It, of course. I, it's not yeah. like she also pushed out the kids. Like, no, obviously no. not. <laughs> yeah, no. We're not her children. Nah. If you nah. didn't get that, that was also sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So, it was a bit of an overreaction. It so, he intended to knock her unconscious, then carry her outside and shoot her. I have to mention, this is very important, he only intended to kill her. Now, there is murders. Plural. He did not only kill her. That's what he states was his intention the entire time. Whether or not that's true, who knows. But he... He does state that he only originally intended to kill her and take the kids. But of course, since he was the only one alive, and like well, he didn't they tell anyone about this. Yeah, exactly. They aren't um, here to tell their side of the story. So and, like he didn't tell anyone about this plan, so it's not like anyone can go actually. Yeah, no, it's very hard to uh, actually assess the situation. Yeah, there's only one point of view, and yeah. as we all know, there is usually three sides to a story. Hopefully, his side, her side, the truth, and. uh... I've never actually heard that. We don't have that. That's pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I've never heard about oh, really? that. Yeah. I think that's like a normal saying, though. I've never heard that saying. What? But at the same time, I live under a rock, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's like an older saying. Yeah, but I know most older sayings because I come from a posh English family. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I've heard it before. Fair enough. My mum probably knows it. Yeah. I'll ask her when I go home. <laughs> okay. Murders. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get into what actually happened. So we've gone through the backstory a little bit. Let's get into what happened. Um, so, 40-year-old Clifford Cecil Bartholomew shot and killed the 10 members of his family with a 22 caliber rifle on September 7th, 1971, at a remote farmhouse in Hope Forest near Wollonga in South Australia. We wanted to start with a case that was in our home state, and um, this was it. This is what I came up with. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. So he was uh, 40 years old, uh, so, was, so was his wife at the time. Um, at the time, this was known as Australia's worst worst mass murder. So it was it was pretty big at the time. Um, it was Which is lost weird, because like, nowadays, not yeah. many people know about it. No, not a lot of people no. know about it. But at the time, it was known as the worst mass murder in Australia. Yeah. I mean, before today, I had no idea about it. Yeah. I'd never um, heard it before. So he shot and killed all ten members of his family. 
Yeah, on one night. So, um, Bartholomew had snapped, clearly, um, <laughs> after becoming convinced that his wife was having an affair with the soldier staying at the farm. Police later determined this to be false. Um, I'm assuming they just talked to the soldier because he was not at the home when they were killed. So I'm assuming they um, had gotten that information from him. Yeah. Although, I guess not... I don't think there's any other way you could get that information. But I also guess that, like, I don't know that he'd tell the truth. Like, what yeah, if he did it? He might have been scared that Clifford would go after him. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I would be. Seriously? So, I mean, I'm not actually sure. Say. They did later say that it was false. Regardless of whether it was true or not, there is no excuse. No. For what he did. And also, he was convinced that she was having an affair. Yeah. Hence why all this happened. So, I don't think it really matters what actually happened. He was convinced it happened. Still not, doesn't excuse it. No. So, um, okay. Um, Bartholomew was no longer living in the home at the time. Um, however, he'd intercepted a letter from the soldier to his wife regarding a Father's Day dinner being held that night. Um... So he wasn't living at the home, but he was uh, looking through their mail. <laughs> As you do, stalking the wife. Um, yeah. I mean, they weren't technically divorced at the time. But so they were separated. They were separated, though. Um, so he should probably should not have been uh, going through his wife's things. Anyway, he found the letter that um, had talked about a Father's Day dinner being held that night. Now, I don't know. The soldier was not at the home that night, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure... If she was just telling him about it or what happened, because he was not one of the people who killed, and he was not there at the time Maybe of the killing. Maybe he was going to see his own dad. Maybe. Maybe his dad couldn't look after him. That's why he was living at their place, not, not being cared for. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's not a lot oh. of information on this um, man staying in the home. It, <laughs> yeah, it's very like hit and miss with the information from the story. Um, majority of it is just. Uh, sort of focused around the murders themselves and um, the aftermath of it. There's a lot so. of missing pieces, basically. There is, yeah. I mean, and I think with a lot of cases like this, there are a lot of missing pieces just because not a lot of people know about them. And No. Obviously, there's only one person who can tell the story of what happened. Um, and if he's not willing, then you don't know. Yeah. So, unfortunately. Um, okay. He stormed off um, after finding this letter. He stormed off, came back around 1am with two rifles and a rubber mallet. So like a hammer kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ouchie. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. He walked into the house and hit his wife with the mallet before shooting her and waking up the family in the process. So he was, he had his plan to knock her out unconscious, take her outside, shoot her. That did not happen. No. <laughs> he decided to go a little bit off track. A little bit off base. Just a little. Um, so he, uh, he hit his wife with a mallet before shooting her, waking up the family, and then he went on to systematically shoot everybody in the home. His sister-in-law, his seven children, ranging in ages from four to 19, and finally his nephew, who was one. A baby. A baby. A little baby. Baby. That's true. I'm literally p- repeating your words. I'm so sorry. That's sad. <laughs> I just You're mocking me. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I just, it's so sad because 
his kids were so young. They had their entire I just, life. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what to say at this point because I've listened to the story already. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. A baby. It that is. sounds so bitchy, but it like, it was all so my sad. energy is gone. So I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long day. <laughs> I'll be more upbeat next week. Um, this is so messed up. It is. So he had shot. He, so he just killed his entire family. Yeah. Um, he then made a coffee, took some aspirin, and covered the bodies with blankets before calling a local doctor to confess what he'd done. When the police arrived that morning, Bartholomew was sitting in the kitchen with an empty Bacardi bottle next to him. For those of you underage, that's alcohol. Yeah. So he had a bottle of alcohol next to him. Um, this is really, really sad. Um, so Daniel, the one-year-old nephew of his wife Heather, was the last to be killed. Shot whilst he was sleeping in his cot. In which... Bartholomew had realised that he was still alive after sitting down and having a beer. He proceeded to go into Daniel's room and shoot him. So he could have just left him. Yeah. He could have left him. And the baby could have just been adopted by another family and never know about what happened. Yeah. He 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 was young enough to. He could have lived. He could have. But Bartholomew took that moment to think about to think about the fact that he was still alive like, in his cot and he went in there and proceeded to he shoot him. He started off the mass murders with pure rage, yeah. mindless rage. But by the end of it, yeah. he, there was a thought process behind that. Absolutely. Like, and you can tell because the way he killed his wife is very different from the way he killed his children. Yeah. So he killed his wife by um, bashing her head in with a mallet and then shooting her. Whereas um, with his children, he just shot them. So... He was wielding the mallet the yeah. entire time, but he did shoot his children versus also beating his wife. So I think that there was clearly some rage in the beginning, but by the end of it, he um, was just shooting the kids. And he he did shoot the nephew last, who was, again, one. One. A baby. Which is incredibly sad, because they could have had their entire lives ahead of them. Yeah. They were all children. Like, the oldest one was 19. That was I. Yeah. yeah. And they still could have had their lives ahead of them. You know, um, it's interesting. I have some quotes later on that, like, sort of describe and go more into that, but it's, yeah. it's really sad. Um, let's talk about the aftermath. Um, during the police interviews that followed, he told police that he had to kill all of his family. These are in his words, by the way. So this is him saying this during the interviews. Um, he said he had to kill all of his family, later stating that with the screaming noises that was splitting my head open... And that horrible look on my wife's face, I couldn't control my actions. I think that that's bullshit. That is 100% bullshit. about what he was doing. Um, he said, once I had shot Christine, which is his daughter, I realised I had to kill all of them. He said, I loved my children that much, I couldn't leave any of them behind. Now let me be the first to say, you'll be lying. You did <laughs> leave them behind. You did not love your children if you shoot them all in the head. You can't say that you left them behind if you're not dead too. I like, don't, I, <laughs> you're still fucking alive. Exactly. I am very surprised that it's not a murder-suicide situation where he shot his entire family and then shot himself. Because that I, you do see that a yeah. fair bit. Yeah. Um, if he actively loved them? If he loved them, he would not have killed them. Yeah, I'll, you, yeah, no, I'll, yeah I'll take that back. If he loved them, he you would do have not, shot yeah, them. You he don't... would have gotten a lawyer. Yeah. 
you don't get to say that you love your kids and then systematically shoot, shoot them, them all in the head while they're asleep, like asleep. No, uh-uh. that's not. You don't come into your um, into your home at one a.m. and shoot all your children because you love them. That's just not. That's not love. Like, nah, don't be a parent if you don't know. Yeah, no. Oh, there's so if many people that should not have kids. Okay, <laughs> just any thought of having children, just plonk that out of your head. Because, yep. yeah, you know, just... Quite frankly, I don't think I want another case like this in 2020. Or the 2020s. No, it's ridiculous. Let's not repeat history. Let's not. Let's just, you know, we'll settle down alone. You know, some people are meant to be alone. <laughs> some people are not meant to have families and uh, kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah, so he stated that he loved his children and uh, he couldn't leave any of them behind and that is why he had to kill them all. Liar. You'll be lying. You'll be <laughs> lying. So Detective Arthur is the um, detective who ar- was responsible for arresting Bartholomew. Um, so he noted the murders were a conscious decision each time to reload and kill his family. The older children, if they had survived would have suffered severe trauma, but the little baby was so young and asleep in his cot, he could make his way in life later. And this is so incredibly true. Oh, yeah. Um, this, te- this detective says a lot of things along those lines that, like, you think about and you're like, wow, that is, yeah. Because he did. He had to re- He used a twenty two caliber rifle. He reloaded it. In between. Yeah. Yeah. And he made the decision each time he reloaded that gun to shoot another member of his family. If you think about that, you think about your family members. We're looking at this as just like he's going along and shooting his family members. If you think about your family, you know each one of them personally. You know each of their traits. You know them on a deep and personal level. Yeah. You're connected to them. They are your children. And he was going along and reloading, going, I'm now going to shoot my daughter. Reload. I'm now going to shoot my son reload and he gets to the end and he like he he puts nothing's bit he reloads he goes i'm now going to shoot my one-year-old nephew yeah a literal monster monster i we're gonna get to later his prison sentence and i there's cannot (laughs) there's something about murderers killing children that just is so much like all murderers Mm -hmm. are really bad but Mm -hmm. killing a child it's so like i I can't even fathom anything to do I with can't, child I can't even begin so to understand it. Much worse yeah. to me at least. Like, Cuz they have their entire lives ahead of them. They have no and, chance to fight. And they like, can't have possibly done anything to you to yeah. make it I mean like there's nothing that could make it okay but there's what could they have ever so done to you a to make it? One year old can barely talk. How are they meant to go stop don't fucking shoot me in the head? And yeah, he like, had they he was so like they're so defenseless. Yeah. And it's just, it's unfathomable. Like, I can't even begin to understand how you would, in your mind, think to do that. It's just, it's not, it's not okay. No. Okay. Bartholomew was sentenced to death in 1971. However, this was later commuted to life in prison when Australia abolished the death penalty. Now... I wish that they had kept it for a little bit longer. Because just, just a little bit. Because if he could have had that gone through with instead of what happened, I just he didn't kill anybody else, just to spoiler. Yeah. But um 
He didn't stay in prison he, either. <laughs> no. Okay. He deserved to rot in a jail cell. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. At least if the death penalty like, was abolished, he, yeah. could, he should have rotted in a cell for the rest of his life alone and... Solitary confinement, yeah. the whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, never see another person again. He should have died alone. Yeah. And sad and miserable. Because he is a miserable monster. Yeah. And, like, he should have had to live every day thinking about the fact that he took away his own family. He should have had to live a miserable, lonely life knowing that he took away everybody who could have ever loved him. But he didn't have to. No. He got a life. So let's talk about that, shall we? Because it makes us angry. Um, so he was sentenced to death, this was later commuted to life in jail, however, Bartholomew served less than eight years in Yadala jail for the killings before being freed in 1979. Is that jail in SA? Yeah, Yadala Yadala prison is in South Australia. Um, Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit dumb. Let me just, (laughs) let me just process this for you guys. That is... Less than a year per each life that he took away. It's about nine months. So, less than a year for each lifetime that he took away. That is indescribable. I am livid. Yeah. Hearing that. It's... I do not understand our justice system. No. He took away the entire lives and futures of his family... It's yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Let's move on. Yeah. In, um, so in 1991, the advertiser reported he was living in Adelaide under a new name and identity because he got to move on. Of course he did. So he changed his name to Clifford Palmer. So he was Clifford Bartholomew. He's now Clifford Palmer. Um, just what everyone listening with the last name Palmer is going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be like, wait. Um, can I change my last Let name? Let me just look at my family tree real quick. <laughs> um, so he raised a second... It's okay, he didn't have any more offspring, so you could. Yeah, um, thank fuck. Oh my god, I'm so glad. I, if he ha- if he got to have more children. Obviously, he did have so a second family, but like, I'm glad that he didn't get to reproduce again. Because yeah. I... Oh. No. Revolting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> So he raised a second secret family with a woman who had seven children of her own. The interesting thing, I found this out after we'd actually recorded the last time. So I'm glad that I can put it in this time. Yeah. Um, his new family, the seven children, because obviously he'd had seven children previously before killing them all. Yeah. Um, the seven children that his second wife um, had were very similar in ages to, the, to all the children that he'd killed. Which is just a little like, sad Not bit, only the weird. odds of them being seven children, but the odds of them being in the same age group. Yeah, that's like, true. I mean, it's very weird. Yeah. And I, it, it makes me very uncomfy. Very. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so. It's literally like he went, like, copy-paste. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know if he, like, deliberately seeped it out, but, like, how, how weird is that? that? Very. And also the fact that he got with a woman who was, like, actually willing... <laughs> the microphone almost fell there. Okay, um, it's so, like, ah, 
Mm. Can't beat the dead. Sorry. <laughs> that he was actually, that he actually got with a woman who was like willing to forgive him. Because, Ooh. oh hold it, this way. Yeah. Sorry. Because she knew. Yeah. So she knew, sorry. I'm just oh, you just hair. grabbed my hair with your toe? How do you? That was non-intentional. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she knew about his past. Yeah. And, um. She was very, she was a very religious woman. So yeah. she and he um apparently found God in prison as a lot as of murderers do. do. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a common occurrence, isn't it? Just saying this right now, we're not <laughs> dissing Christians or like the or religion Bible at all. or no. religion at all. Absolutely not. Um but a lot of murderers I feel like do just use that as a playing card to get parole. Absolutely. So if you there is so so many oh, yes. um criminals, uh, especially murderers and yeah. um offenders that use that and yeah. um they use it to but at the same of, time they, they use it to sort of play off as like a um reformed yeah. person but at the yeah. same time there's how many pastors are out there that are child molesters we're not the gonna guess that today God <laughs> does to me as an atheist jack shit i will okay. never use that or never acknowledge that as a valid reason that is a whole other conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is not for today. Yeah, no. All the questions <laughs> are going to come from my throat now. Oh. Sorry. I should really just put this here right there. <laughs> okay. So, he raised a second family with a woman who had seven children of her own. His adoptive family in Queensland, we were talking about this earlier, and we think that that just means his new family. Yeah. As the... in, like, I think we think that he just adopted his step kids. Yeah. Um, so we think that, that just means... Wife. We think that just means his adoptive family in Queensland, because he did move to Queensland with his new family. Yeah. So he changed, he was living in Adelaide under a new name and identity, however he did move to Queensland with his new family. So his adoptive family in Queensland say they were stunned, so they were they were stunned at the horrendous, horrendous crime of the man. They knew as Poppy Cliff, that was his name to all the grandchildren. Poppy Cliff. Yeah, Poppy Cliff. I'll probably change it to as from something Cliff. like Pop, oh, Poppy Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it sounds very similar. Why did your brain go to that? I don't know, I'm running out of things to say. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> Clifford was known as Poppy Cliff. <laughs> Cliff. Cliff. <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry, moving on. This is why we are not suitable for children. No. <laughs> okay, moving on. He lived his new life for 22 years before his new family discovered the truth about him. He was he was living he life. Was he was doing living the thing. secret life. <laughs> <laughs> he made into a lifetime movie. <laughs> right. He's a star of one of those princess movies where they go undercover as like a schoolgirl. Oh my god. Yeah. But but as have you seen his face though? Have you seen what he looks like? I saw the Instagram post. He's trash. He's trash. He's trash. He's gross. He's literally disgusting. If I was related to that, I would probably. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll get reconstructive surgery. <laughs> He's gross. We're Go right. check out the Instagram to see what he looks yeah. like. I posted We're it. We're really attacking him, and I'm not sure. He's if, disgusting. I'm not sure if it's because of what the, he did or just because he's disgusting. But like, just because of what he did, he could be a perfectly nice person, except for the fact that he massacred his entire family. So true. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he lived his new life for 22 years before his family found out. And uh, they then wondered how to tell their own children and grandchildren because 
they were going to find out eventually. So yeah. then they had to figure out how to tell their children and grandchildren I mean, about his crime. Because, yeah, how do you say that? How do you how do you tell your children that your grand that Poppy Cliff <laughs> murdered his entire previous family? Yeah, just woke up and go, hey, guess what? We got a murderer in the family. Like, that's horrific, absolutely yeah. horrific. So Ralph Gray, one of his one of his stepsons, um, says they knew says they all knew very little of Bartholomew's sinister past. Um, so I have some quotes from uh, so Ralph Gray. So I have um, some quotes from him. Which is Bartholomew's stepson, now Palmer. Clifford Palmer's stepson, that makes me so mad. So you got to change his name. I'm not going to dwell on it. Move on, Rachel. Moving on. Um, he, so I have some quotes from him saying, I couldn't believe it. None of us can. Um, to know the full story is horrendous. He just isn't the same man we thought we knew. He never disrespected our mother, and they hardly had a raised voice in more than 20 years together. He was a gentleman. He loved us, and we all loved him. So if he's, he's the epitome of a gentleman. I I don't know. I don't want to know what Bogan is. I don't want our society if he's a gentleman. Yeah, no. I'm converting to full lesbian. Sorry, <laughs> Dylan. By the way, my boyfriend. Um. <laughs> oh. You know, we should do a woman killer next week. Yeah, I so want we can to. talk about how women suck too. Yeah, women do suck. <laughs> The fact uh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Let's move on. My, I'm a child. I know. I'm sorry. I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's childish. If my child has that much sexual humor, <laughs> I'll be so proud of them. <laughs> I don't think proud. They'll get it from me. The word you want to use. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as I don't say it at school, it's fine. <laughs> you can do it. Just not in public. <laughs> My sister's has that rule with their kids. She's like, I don't care if they swear as long as I don't hear it. I'm scared to have you babysit my future children if you're like that. I'm sorry, what have you been saying the last five minutes? Poppy I won't clit. Say, I won't say in front of my kids. Poppy clit. What if they listen to this podcast, huh? huh? They won't. They'll never hear of it. Because I'll delete it. No, you won't. <laughs> I'll have so many copies. Oh, yeah, you will. Guys, you have to make this premise so that you can never delete it. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> So it's okay. Let's go back to the story. Yeah, yeah stop doing that. Um, so his stepson said that he never disrespected his mother, and they hardly raised a voice to each other. So it's really interesting to think about that, and then think back to how him and his previous wife, like, were around each other. Like they, yeah. I mean, clearly some shit went awry. Oh yeah. For that to happen, and I just yeah, I don't know. Like I don't was like you don't know what happened or what was going on behind closed doors. You don't know whether they were both fucking Because sick. everyone behind closed doors is... He's the only... Yeah, he yeah, was the only massacred. one to tell the story. Like, yeah. there's no other side of this because there's no one left this to say what so happened. This story is so 2D because there's oh, only yeah, one side of it. Yeah, exactly. So, it's very... Yeah, it's very hard to actually get I reckon the there was another side of it and they There has to be. There has to be. Because the fact that you, you don't could just be, kill someone, like... Just because you think they're cheating. Like, there's got to be the more thing of is, a build-up than just that. It's very confusing because if he did do that, and if he did just kill her just because that was who he is as a person, then how is he such a different person with his new family? Yeah, right, that Like, is it upset. a... Have you heard of um, Dirty John? Mm. How he was, like... Um, he was sort of just, like, a con man, and he was, like... He would um, go around and... 
um, be with different women and he like um, I don't think so no. so he like lied to them all and stuff right and, yeah either way is that's this a real right. thing or a movie no, he's a real person. Because I know there's a movie like that. Okay. Yeah, no, he, that was based on a real person. All right, um, okay. No, it's just, it's, if he, if there wasn't another side to that story, and there wasn't more going on to determine what happened there, or why he did what he did, and he is just a monster. Yeah. And that's in his, like, biology. And that's in his psyche. Then how does he become so normal? Because yeah. he was with his second family for the rest of his life. Yeah. He, they, like, people he was, don't change like that. Like, yeah, people can change, yeah. but, like, when you murder someone, I don't think you can change So, like, like, he went that entire 22 years without them ever suspecting anything. He never raised his voice whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I reckon there's more than just him suspecting of her cheating. There has to be. Maybe she, like, her. actually cheated. At some I mean, point, I don't know. I just, I don't think that. I not victim know. blaming, by the way. Just throwing out. No, theories. absolutely not. But there has to be more to the story. Than because what we know. Also, there's really very little to go on about yeah. this soldier. And I mean, the other thing is, is you really don't know because it's him telling the story. It's yeah. him saying why he did it. So he could have literally made up anything he wanted. Yeah. To justify why he did it because there's nobody else to tell the story because yeah. he killed them all there wasn't like a distant cousin to like say what happened the people who were in the home and who were there there he he got rid of them all yeah there is only one side of the story and that's why you never know yeah but he was yeah he was a completely different person around his new family so anyway they say um, his new family said, um, he was a heavy smoker and he lived the final months of his life having emphysema and seven heart bypasses. But Bi- heart bypasses is a surgery, right? Yeah. Like yeah, heart we bypasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, a cor- coronary, coronary artery surgery. It's one of the arteries in your heart. Coronary artery. I think I'm I said it right. I'm not pronouncing that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I said that right. I'd give up. Possibly. <laughs> Biology majors don't come for me. Um, yes. So, he... Had emphysema, he had a heart surgery, and he died on November 27th, 2002, aged 72, in Queensland. Now, his gravestone inscription reads, Devoted to and sadly missed by children and grandchildren. Rest in peace. Rest in despair, motherfucker. In the depths of hell. Fuck you. (laughs) Ugh. Mad. Um, So, buried in the same plot is his second wife, Marilyn Juliet Palmer. Known to all as Merle. The woman who took him into her home and entrusted him with the care of her children and later her grandchildren. Some bad decisions were made, Merle. Yeah. Some bad decisions. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, he was apparently reformed through God in prison and she decided that he deserved to go in jail. So, she took him into her home. And, um, I think that was a bad decision, but clearly it worked out for her. So. Lucky. We She's were, real lucky that he didn't like. I was about snap. to say we all make mistakes, but that's a. That's a. That's a. Bing boo boo. Yeah. Yeah. I personally would not, but I mean, uh, each of their own mouth. I guess he didn't kill anyone in her family, but at the same time. He like, could have. He could have. Yeah. I mean, I guess anybody could have. But the thing I mean, is, yeah, technically just, I could like turn around and kill you, but. It like freaks me out because, like. <laughs> I love how you're pressuring her. 
I feel like if anybody in my life was to kill me, you would be the best at hiding it, so. Well, not now, because you said it on a podcast. Yeah. 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 Keep that in mind, just everybody, you just keep on to that, please. <laughs> if I go missing, <laughs> we all know. Yeah, we know now. I better continue this podcast without me. Oh. <laughs> it has to go on. <laughs> well, if I'm caught, it can't. Oh, is there from prison? I don't think I will be able to. Zach, you have to bring in the recording equipment every week so she can just get back on that, you know? <laughs> That's too silly. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep it coming. Um, what was I saying? Um, Mel making bad decisions. No, yeah. The other, here's the thing. Good old Mel. I would not have done it because, yes, he didn't snap with her. But what if he had? Because, yeah. you, like, earlier I said, what happened with his previous family is he snapped. Yeah. He snapped and he killed them all. Yeah. So, he's a little scary to me. He's I personally little... wouldn't want him in my house, but no. that's just a personal opinion. Anyway. Um, I think that's everyone's personal opinion. You know, who right? Except for Mel. Yeah. <laughs> she was just out She's here like, wild. you know what? I don't want to. She was taking a gamble. She was, yeah, she was living life on the edge. <laughs> really. She's that one girl who goes, I'm different. <laughs> Mel, Mel. Oh, she was. <laughs> yeah, certainly different. Mel was out here wild then, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, living her best murderous lover. Oh, murder to, uh, it's a um, bad boy to good boy love story. That is, yes. That's Mel's life. Except that she was like this dainty yeah. little Christian. And she was like, no, they the always are. Life. They always are. She needed some. She gets herself a bad boy who yeah. killed a couple people. She needed some, she needed some, some excitement in her life. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, you just don't have a guess. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go through the victims now. Because I think that their names should be everywhere. Yes, you out know, of respect for them. They had their lives taken far too soon, and I think that they... I'm very hesitant to say his son and daughter when I read these out, but I think that it is important to note that they were his children, and he killed them. Yeah. And that is appalling and awful and very hard to understand, but they, they were his kids. They were. And he took their lives far too early. So I'm going to read out all of the victims here. Um... Heather, Ar- Heather Alice Bartholomew, Bartholomew, I said that weird. Heather Alice Bartholomew, 40, his wife. Neville Kenneth Bartholomew, 19, his son. Christine Heather Bartholomew, 17, his daughter. Sharon Ann Bartholomew, 15, his daughter. Helen Joy Bartholomew, 13, his daughter. Gregory Kim Bartholomew, 10, his son. Roger Clifford Bartholomew, 7, his son. Sandra June Bartholomew, 4, his daughter. Winnis Mary Kian, 26, sister of Hella. Daniel Bryan Sean Kian, 18 months old, son of Winnis and nephew of Hella. So, his children aged in range from 4 to his youngest daughter and 19 to his oldest son. Yeah all taken far too early and the youngest victim was 18 month old Daniel who was the nephew of his wife Heather he was one didn't even have a chance um 
So I have some other notes just before we finish up. Um, on the topic of being released so early and being able to live a full life after murdering his entire family, um, Detective Alan Arthur, the uh, um, officer responsible for arresting him, um, states... Officer or detective? Detective. I think it's detective. Yeah. Detective. Um, yeah, Detective Alan... Ar- yeah, you're right. Detective Alan Arthur, he, yeah, so he's responsible for, arrest- for arresting Bartholomew, um, stated, I'm guessing the second wife never threatened to run out on him. And we all know what happened when his first wife did just that. That line there is so powerful. It gets me every time I read yeah. it. That's insane. Because who knows what would have happened if yeah. she did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was this quiet little Christian girl. Yeah. She would never have... I, I believe that the first wife did stand up for herself and yeah, her I kids. Feel like and she I would've... think that that got them... I, I yeah. think that that just set him off. Yeah. A lot of guys back then wanted an obedient wife, and maybe she just wasn't obedient. Like, and the thing is, that's only his son's story, so we'll never yeah, know. we'll never know. And it could have been that, and he could have just been... That's the thing, she could have just not wanted to submit to him. And yeah. instead, he told the story of her cheating and, you know, taking his children away from him. Yeah. As to paint him as not... The victim. Yeah, to paint yeah. him as not as bad as he really was. And that could have also contributed to him only serving eight years. And it just... It's it's really hard. Because you, you don't know what happened. No. And that is a really powerful line that's just... And unfortunately, a lot of murder cases are like this. Because there's only one side. Yeah. And the thing is, his second wife didn't, didn't do that. She... And who knows what would happen if she did. I mean... Maybe the same thing. Probably. I think... I do also think that there is a difference and that this also could have contributed to him being very different with his second family in um, the case that his first family, when he killed that entire house full of people, there was nobody else to tell the story. No. Whereas with his second family, there was... It was a much larger family. So even if he'd killed... His ha- this house full of people, there still would have been people who could tell the story. Yeah. So I think that it was also that there just wasn't any witnesses left in the first case. Whereas... Oh, look at the ashes. <laughs> there oh, is ashes around the other tree. Yeah, your window's open as well. So glad I said that out loud. Oh, <laughs> anyway. That's okay. They're only my neighbours. Don't want to come. Don't <laughs> <laughs> put the bird up at me later. Car next time and they'll key it. <laughs> It's okay, it's a bomb anyway. <laughs> this is what happens when we live in a small town. Yeah. Small shoe town. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... Does that I think, Yeah, I think so. I think that there's... My boyfriend just got home, so yeah, I guess so. Oh, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot... I think that there was a lot that went into it that we just don't know. Yeah, so and we'll never know, so we, we won't be able to cover. But I think that that is a really good point to finish on. Yeah. So, right. I believe that wraps it up for today. Yeah. So, if you would like to check out the Instagram at Terra Australis Podcast, I literally forgot the name of our. I podcast. know you did. That's what I stepped in. Terra Australis Podcast. Yes, um, on Instagram. And if you have any story recommendations or your own stories, please email us at Terra Australis Podcast at gmail which is also linked on the Instagram. And I also, if you would like to see photos of all of the people 
involved in this case, I have posted them on the Instagram. So go ahead and check that out. Yeah, so um, I've got photos of uh, Clifford on there, I've got photos of all the victims, I've got photos of him and his second wife, uh, their headstones with the inscription on it, um, and the family home where it happened. So if you yeah. are interested in that, go check it out. Um, on the Instagram. Oh, and while you're on the Instagram, go ahead and follow us. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you leave, if you're listening to Spotify on this, follow us on Spotify yeah. so you don't miss any episodes. We are also on a couple um, other platforms. Um, we are on Google Play now. We are on Google Play. We are on Google yeah, Play. Now. We got that notification. So um, yeah, so we are on a couple other small podcast podcast platforms. I don't have the name for me right now. No, <laughs> but um, See, I've never heard of them. Yeah, neither have I. Um, I. Spotify is the main one. Yeah, so Spotify um, and Google Play we are on. I'm assuming Apple Podcasts will come soon-ish. We'll let you know. Who knows? Um, also, if you guys would be interested in me uploading these episodes onto YouTube, I would need to go through and edit them because there are a few of the mm-hmm. bad words that we say that yeah. probably aren't allowed on YouTube. We'll censor it. Yeah. Um, and I'll need to censor it. But if... So we don't get taken I know, down. <laughs> I know some people don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. And all yeah. that. If you'd like it on YouTube, I can arrange that. And I can get that set up, as well as a Twitter. If you guys would like a Twitter yep. for this, we can set that up yep. as well. I'm in control of the social media, so uh, if you'd like, if you'd like any of this, just go ahead and message us on Instagram or send, send an us, email. Yeah, send us a Gmail, um, and we'll get back to you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think without further ado, that is all. So. Yeah. All right. See you, Terrence. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. In Teresa's case. Yes. I think I'm going to do a female killer next week. Exciting. Yes. And I will not know anything about it. So yeah. I'll be blind reacting, which will be yes. actually a blind react next week because yeah. we've got the setup now. Yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.